Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And he's back. He's back. Oh, back again. I want to pull that that quote from like uh, Harry Potter or the in in the Order of the Phoenix where uh, what's his name Fudge goes. He's back. You know when he sees Voldemort. <laughs> he's back. I should have pulled that one. The, my, the only place my mind went was to this. I just pointed hey. a new point seven. It works with what yeah. with our theme, man. It totally works. <laughs> so good. Welcome back, man. I Thank missed you, you. I missed you. It's, I feel like every time we either take a week off or uh, like if we record ahead of time and we get to take a week off or if I'm gone or whatever, I always feel like it's far longer than a week. Yeah. Like I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a month. I feel like in general... Even though we get to do this podcast once a week and we talk pre-production, I feel like I don't, I feel like I miss you. I feel like I'm still missing out on my Justin time. Justin time is something that is a commodity. Mm -hmm. It's traded in some cultures. Yeah, I hear it's on, it's on the, the Dow, you know? It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going up right now. Yeah. It's the only thing holding the Dow afloat. It's true, yep. and it's 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 what all those guys on Reddit are 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 really buying into right now. You know, yep. fuck fuck AMC, you know, fuck uh, GameStop. It's all just in time stock. You know, yeah, that's it to the moon, baby. Apes together strong, Apes diamond together. hands. <laughs> in case you all are uh, wondering, uh, Justin did used to have a vlog called Just in Time, and you can find it on YouTube. Which, by Thank the way, still shows up in my uh, suggested stuff from time to time. I'll Is see an really? episode will pop up. I'm like, hey, it's Justin. Jesus Christ. Yay. Yeah. You guys have fun with that. Search that one and uh, get get ready to. That's, yeah. that's a ride right there. Yeah. In case you're wondering what it's called, right. it's called Just in Time. There it's you go. It's called Just in Time. Yeah. There you go. It's a good time, man. It good was time. Just in Time. Mix a little Justin time with some dull moments. That was Drew's vlog. Mm -hmm. And they had some crossover episodes, which were pretty good, too. So, highly recommend. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. still say. Yeah. Hmm. Have looks like, looks like someone wasn't uh, prepared for today. <laughs> was that me? No, it was me, obviously. <laughs> was I supposed to do that? Nope. Nope. That have was totally me. Have you ever seen Justin and Noah in the same room? That's the question you have to ask yourself. We're still not 100% sure we're not one and the same person. That's true. It's totally true. You can't prove it. Other than the photographic evidence that you took last week. <laughs> I mean. But it could have been photoshopped. That, that means nothing. That proves nothing. Yeah. 
Lies. All lies. Doug all, is posting fake news. All lies all the time. Welcome to Doug's News. <laughs> Welcome to W-D-O-U-G. <laughs> Wait, that's too many letters. No, it's just enough. Yeah. Like you don't see Father Christmas and Santa Claus in the same room, right? Limited gets it. <laughs> I've been saying it for years, Limited. If you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a million times. Father Christmas, Santa Claus, same person. <laughs> Uncle Doug's anti-vax flat earth corner. You forgot Fundy Christian. Throw that in there too. <laughs> yeah. Can we please get it right, guys? Come on. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, I love that Noah and Justin are just figments of JJ Pogchamp's twisted imagination. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. get behind that. I can that totally get 100% tracks. It's like when we used to try to convince Drew that he was actually, that us working with him was not actually happening in reality. That he was actually in... Yeah. Yeah. A mental hospital. A padded cell. A padded yeah. cell. And occasionally he would just be like <laughs> talking out loud and it would just cut to that. And he was actually just in his padded cell. But then he'd go back into his delusions where we were figments of his imagination. Absolutely. I, I legitimately think we might have gotten him to believe it for a half a second. I forgot about that. That was a good yeah. one. That was a good callback. Nice job. Thank you. Way I you appreciate go. it. All right, gang. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way here before we uh, get started. Housekeeping. There we go. Uh oh. Oh boy. Uh oh. We're doing this again? Can you hear me? You know what it is. It's the storms. I hope I hope that's what it is. I hope it's not me. <laughs> All yeah. right. Oh, boy. We have a hiccup. We're good. I'm good. You're good. I heard you. You heard me. Yep. We're, we're going to keep going. All good. Let's let's roll through. Let's roll. Housekeeping. Uh, <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> Gang, if you don't already, please check us out on Spotify. We exist there, as does a significant number of people who listen to podcasts, amazingly enough. Mm. We just saw a graphic about that. It's Not very as interesting. many as YouTube, though. No, YouTube. Also, we're there, too. We have a YouTube channel. Look us up. We do. Mind Gap Podcast. We post all of our episodes there. So if you want to watch us there, you can. Whatever. Also, we're on Spotify. Do you listen to Pandora? We might be on there. I mean, maybe. Pandora still exists. That's a thing. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check us out. Spotify. If you, if you got Spotify, check us out there. Next up, join our Discord server. Okay? All right. Is that too much to ask for you to come and hang out with your new family? We're your new family now. We're your Discord family. You want to come and play some video games? You want to link up with some other cool people? Come over to the family. You want to post some silly memes? Come over to the family. You want to suggest podcast topics? Throwdowns? Huh? You want to suggest guests? You want to ask Practical Doug a question? Come over to the family. Discord. Head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Down in the about section, you will see a little Discord button. Click on that. It will bring you right over to Discord, and you can join us. Join us. Come hang out with us. We're a bunch of cool people. And I enjoy nothing more than playing games with these amazing human beings. So, thank you very much. Next up, redbubble.com. We have merch there. You should go there. Check it out. Type in Mind Gap Podcast in the search bar and see what we got there. We got the classic Mind Gap logo. You can get on just about anything you want. You get a sticker, you get a t-shirt, you get a hoodie, you get a tote bag, you get pillows, whatever you want. It's all there for you. Get yourself something nice and support the podcast. We appreciate right. you. Last but not least, we do a video game live stream every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We also record our podcast live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Come hang out with us. Come hang out with us for the video game stream, which unfortunately there won't be one this Saturday because I will be out of town. But oh my God. I will be there in spirit. 
But uh, I will be hosting a video game stream on Saturday, and I will be streaming me learning how to play chess. There you go. You're welcome. It'll be riveting, riveting stuff for sure. But we do really enjoy our, our uh, video game streams. Uh, last Saturday, we did Back for Blood. We did the beta, which, eh, eh, I don't know. It was an underwhelming game. Yeah. I, uh, you know. Kind of a stinker. Kind of. Uh, you know, I think the general consensus is that we're all going to cancel our pre-orders for that. Mm. So just it didn't, it didn't live up to our expectations. So, but, you know, anyway, those are our housekeeping rules. You seem very upset by this back for blood thing i am i am i'm very disappointed like it seems like you're like suppressing a rage i don't th- say it's a rage it was just one of those things where in- undoubtedly now he's going to do something and i'm just going to feel disappointed and i feel like this is like one of those things it's like the precursor for that where i'm just you like feel the father's disappointment it's like ah uh, you know because the campaign is pretty solid man it's a pretty solid game it's it's beautiful I like, you know, it's well designed. It's challenging. Um, it's, 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 it can be exciting too. But if that's all that really it is, it's just a campaign. Ah, what I love most about Left 4 Dead, which is this is the spiritual successor to that, is uh, the verses and the ver- the campaign verses that exist in it, where you get to play the campaign and then try to stop each other from getting where you need to go. And uh, they don't have that in this game. They have a very watered down version of it where it's essentially survival mode where you sit in one spot as the survivors and try to survive as long as possible while the other players as the infected try to murder you. And it just seems very tacked on and not yeah. thought out. And it was very disappointing. I'm like, look, we, we get anywhere. We typically get anywhere from four to eight people playing versus on our left for dead nights. And if we're just going to be doing four people at a time, like we had, a, yeah. some people had to sit out now. Granted, this is the beta. It's not fully launched and everything, but I don't think that's going to change. So yeah, you know, Slotty says it's not I that mean, I didn't enjoy the gameplay; it's just not something you want to pay sixty dollars for. So yeah, didn't they, I mean, they've already done stuff like that with? Uh, wasn't there a, in one of the Medal of Honors or uh, one of the something where basically you had to you had to post up and in it's something you just it was waves of nonstop zombies or something zombie Nazis or something like yeah. that coming at you and you just had to. You just had to mow them down for as long as possible. It was inevitable that you were going to die, mm-hmm. but you got to see how far you could. I feel, I feel like that's been done before. Yeah, this is just different because it's with you're playing against other other players, and some of the concepts in it were cool. Like as you play the uh, the infected, you um, you can upgrade. Like depending on how long you stay alive or how much damage you do, you earn a currency, and then you can upgrade different aspects. Like you can upgrade the common zombies that attack. You can upgrade your individual classes and stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, okay. But it's it's clunky. It's very clunky, and it wasn't enjoyable. Um, and I'm just like, ah, it's disappointing. I was really like, I'm all in for this game, and now I'm like, I think I'm gonna back out. So, it's really what it made me want to do. That's and no- Noah said it best. He goes, "This makes me want to play Left 4 Dead 2." Like, let's just go play that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why mess with a good thing? Right. You've it's got good, your man. perfection there. It's a beautiful, wonderful game. That's so much yeah. fun to play. The idea was totally there, and I liked it. And it was from the, the the developers and the programmers who made the very first Left 4 Dead. So this was like their spiritual successor to that. Right. And there's some really great, cool elements, um, but also some stuff where it's just, eh, doesn't feel right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so a little disappointed. But you know what you I wasn't... You, you heard it here. Yeah. You know what else I was disappointed about? What's that, that I didn't get to go with you to Disney World. Yeah, buddy. Ah, uh, Disney. It misses you, I have to say. I know. I miss it, it too. You. 
all the workers as I was walking, which I found odd, but every worker when I was there said, hey, how's Doug doing? And I found it really weird that they all knew your name. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm not 100% sure how that's possible, especially with the 150 monkey rule, but every single one of them knew your name. Yeah. I mean, what do you want from me? In every park, too. Like, it wasn't just, like, at the Magic Kingdom. It was Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood, Animal Kingdom. And then I would say a solid 75% of the resorts we went to, every single worker knew Doug Cochran. Did. They do. So I told them you were good. Because I know how to do favors for people in Disney. I'm a man of my word. Point. And uh, all I'm doing is just kind of making it a little more, like, horse. <laughs> It's all I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, and they, they owe me favors. I do them favors, and we're good to go. You know, they all that's they all also mentioned favors that they were still owed. They they were all asking when they can collect on them. Some that of, I didn't know how to respond to. Some of them I owe favors to. Some of them owe me favors. Mostly, it's funny. None of them, none of them said that they owed you or any favors. You, it was all about you owing them. I, I mean, business is booming, you know, business is good. It's ask, ask, fair enough. look, they did great with Avengers, you know, they're doing okay. And so am I. With these workers? Yeah. The workers at the theme park mm -hmm. did good with Avengers. Yeah. They helped promote it and they're okay. reaping the profit sharing benefits. I don't know what the I'm fuck sorry. I'm doing Your right now. Your voice is slipping a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know where I went. <laughs> Walked ourselves right into a corner. I was on like, that one. just roll with it. Nope, oh, you're lost. It's like, don't worry. You'll find a thread. Nope, still we'll not there. Out. <laughs> We're just sailing into the fog, man. And there's no beacon. There's no land in sight. I'm like, here we are. I'm glad you pulled us out of it. Yeah. Uh, no, Disney was fucking awesome, man. It was good to be back down there. Little, uh, little worrisome with, you know, the Delta and everything like that. Yeah. When we got back, uh, we went and got tested again, which Smart. You know, came back negative, which was very good. As we were down there is when they rolled the second day we were down there, they rolled out the mask mandate again at Disney. So anytime you were indoors or in line for a ride, you had to have your mask on. Uh, which was which was great because that was just that extra little level layer of, you know, protection and and it 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 helped mentally make you feel a little safer and I know in reality it was helping us be safer too so it was good um, but yeah it was nice to you know it's always nice when you go back there Beth and I went down she ran the Princess Half Marathon in February of 2020. So we were down there a month before the world shut down, before the world said, I'm done. Um, and so it was funny because when we were down there, we were hearing just very like, like light discussions about this thing that was happening elsewhere in the world. And at, at one point, I remember As like, kids were licking like, handrails, you know, right. and, well, and you know. I was too, because that's what you do when you're at Disney. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember like. Beth and I were like, should we be worried? Eh, it's probably fine. Like that, that early, early, early conversation. Um, so it'd been about a year and a half, I guess, since we, and that's the, the closest amount of time that it's been since I've gone down there. 
like uh, between mm. two trips. Sure. Usually it's a couple of years before I go back down. So it was just great to, I mean, you know, that feeling you walk in to your familiar places and you, it just feels, I don't know what it is about Disney, but it feels like home. Yeah. It always feels like home for us. It's boardwalk. Mm. We, so we stayed at the Lovely dolphin, boardwalk. which is on that, that five resort, you know, uh, area also connected to Epcot and Hollywood. And it's just, it's a wonderful little place. To me, I think Boardwalk is one of the most, uh, the best kept secrets at Disney. I agree. Like that is. That whole area an, is yes. just like, it's a beautiful, because for me, Beach Club is a number one. Like that's there my spot, go. which is right across the yeah. lagoon. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's such a nice, it's a, because the other thing too is like, I used to, as a kid, I didn't give a shit about Epcot. I'm like, there's nothing fun here. Why do we bother? I'm not going to lie to you. As an adult, I still didn't find anything fun about it. I don't know. I like it for the sake of the food. You know, like if you want to go in there, you want to go visit some of those restaurants and you're staying in that area of resorts, you can just walk on in there and check it out more more easily, more readily, which I do appreciate. So, but yeah, like Epcot isn't like my number one park uh, I like to go to. So, which begs the question, Justin, what was your favorite while you were down there? Now, my favorite park or the favorite thing we did? We'll start with park. Favorite park. Uh, well, I was very excited for Hollywood Studio, but the day that we went there, it was probably the hottest day that we were down there. And Hollywood Studio down there has little to no shade whatsoever. It yeah. is one of the most shadeless parks that they have. So it's you're in the sun, and uh, it just got it got too hot to really be comfortable and to kind of go around. Lines were a bit long. We did make it to galaxy's edge and made it on rise of the resistance and doug let me tell you something you are going to drop a load you might you might fall out of your own butthole when you go to rise of the resistance that ride is something else i've heard fantastic things about it they've taken the uh the concepts that you know those um i don't even know what to call them but like the interactive rides where Basically, you're in a cart that is on a predetermined, I don't want to even say track, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're interacting with like 3D models and video and this and that. So they've taken that element. They've taken um, animatronics. They've taken real life actors and they've merged all of these things together to create one immersive experience. And it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, I've, I've heard what I've appreciated about Disney is with their rides is they find more efficient ways to get people through the entire experience. Like you will go to something, you know, be able to take it in, move on to the next place, which lets someone else in. And like they have yep. multiple areas for you to wait in line, but it doesn't feel as bad because right. you're getting entertained along the way, which I really appreciate. I think that's really clever yeah. and really well done. Yeah, they, they did a great job with that. The actual Galaxy's Edge was a little underwhelming for me. Um, I, af- I think what it was was after having been to the Harry Potter part of Universal mm. and how they made that so immersive like and you didn't even have to go on a ride you could just step into Diagon Alley and you mm-hmm. were in the world of Harry Potter <clears throat> I feel like they could like, they just basically put up some facades put out some plastic droids and they were like Star Wars land uh <laughs> and it was <laughs> it feels like there was a miss um yeah. and in fairness we were at there were at a time where they weren't marching Kylo Ren wasn't leading the stormtroopers mm. through marches through the land right because so, there's like no parades or anything like that Exactly. So that might have that might have been better if we had gotten to see that. I might have changed how we felt. But like, have you been to the Harry Potter thing at Universal? No. 
So there you can, you can buy a, a wand, you go in and you get fitted for a wand and you talk to, you know, the, the wand makers and all that. The haberdashery. You buy one, the, the, hab, the wandashery. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, there's different areas around that section of the park where <clears throat> you can stand on a spot and there's a spell engraved into like a placard of the spell engraved into the point in front of you. And it shows you the direction to move your wand and the incantation to say, so you point your wand at whatever's in front of you, you move it in that direction and say the incantation. And because of motion sensors and everything, they have stuff that will happen. Like water will come out of a fountain or a book will fall off the shelf or something like that all around the park. Yeah. How cool would it have been if they'd done something like that, where you could use the force to push something back or you could like if there was an interactive element to the galaxy's edge i think that would have been really really cool yeah uh jared wants to know did you build your lightsaber i did not the wait to get into that area uh they had a a waiting list you had to put your name on because everyone wanted to do that yeah i did go in and see where you can build your own droid though and you can program oh that's pretty cool. cool yeah so that was that was cool but that was fun. I have to say the Magic Kingdom was probably it's just it's classic. Like there's nothing that really beats it for me. Mm-hmm. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. So that probably I was looking forward to Hollywood most and it was cool, but Magic Kingdom always there's something that just tugs on a heartstring when you walk in there. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with Magic Kingdom, partially Why? because like it's got some of my all-time favorite rides. I mean, do you use the force to open doors when you walk into a supermarket? Yes. 100% of the yes. time. Yes. When I was when I was younger and I'd be in an elevator, I would try to time it so I would do this. Like when I thought the doors were going to close, so I'd be like, close. <laughs> Didn't get them. But when I did get it, I'd be like, yeah. fuck yeah, I have the force. Yeah. You know, I would do now that all the time. Now at 38, when I walk into a supermarket, I have my hand right down by my, my hip mm-hmm. and I'll just do, I'll do a little. Yeah. Like just real. I, Open. I don't want people to see me do it because, mm-hmm. you know fucking 38 but yeah they still get a kick out of it yeah it's yeah. it's a good question it's a good question yeah magic kingdom to me is like it has some of my favorite rides like splash mountain aka soon to be called the princess and the frogs reimagined non-racist ride um big it's thunder yeah they're working on it uh big thunder mountains great pipes caribbean haunted mansion um what else uh are those are the big ones I think those are the big ones. Wait, did you say Space Mountain? I don't. I don't fit on Space Mountain, so it's not. You in the right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my the legs. I've always like putting that thing on. I've always been like the last one. Last time someone, I'm like ow, 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 ow. The whole time I'm like, get me out, get me out, get me out. Like it just it seemed to crush Funny, my legs. You so you don't understand how much weight you've lost. <laughs> like you, I think here's the thing. A world is about to open up to you. I hope so, because I would like to ride on that with Natalie sometime. I think that would be yeah, fun. But like absolutely. last time, I'm like, I'm gonna have to sit this one out because i don't fit so i would say check it out again because right. i i think you've lost uh an incredible amount of weight and i think you'll be able to to do it well thank you very much yeah i appreciate that um so there's a lot of great stuff but it's also one of the most it's one of the busiest parks so cool. when you go in there and because it was what the first park built there yeah. there is shit everywhere it's not What's the word? It's, it's not. Um, I think the word. It's not efficient. It's not. Um, 
It's not optimized. It's not optimized like some of the other parks. Like if you go to Hollywood Studios, you're like, huh, it doesn't seem to be like a lot here, but it's optimized in a sense of like how you can move around the park. Yeah. Whereas like Magic Kingdom is like, shit's here, baby. You look at the map, you're like, look <laughs> at all these attractions. Oh my God. Like it's insane. There is an overwhelming amount of attractions. Yeah, there. there's a in lot. Stores and yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a ton. So I do enjoy going there. Um, yes. But it's one of those things where, you know, Jill and I went like one of the first times we went, you know, she went, we went there on like one of the hottest days. It was yep. also near a holiday, and she was like, fuck this place. Like, I don't want to yeah. be here. This sucks. But it's also yeah. different with a kid, too, because I would bypass entire sections of the park because I'm like, ah, it's kids. But now with Natalie, like when I took her, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to ride in Dumbo. We're going to check out this stuff and that. You know, right. it was it was very Peter Pan, small world. Yeah, yeah we hit the, the, yeah. the Winnie the Pooh ride, like all that stuff. You know, it was yeah. it was definitely one of those, you know, one of those things. But um, yeah. Yeah, like it, that's you know it's funny because my mom just sent me an article too about the new Star Wars like hotel uh, that's opening up, oh. and, a, and apparently it costs an incredible amount of money, and well, people are sense. like, "Holy shit!" I think it was something like six thousand dollars for a two night stay. Shut the fuck! I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Uh, okay." It includes parking. That's good. Oh, well, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the one thing about Disney that I, I, as much as I love it, I can't get past the anger when they nickel and dime you on fucking everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And that, and I get it. I know you're going down like, Oh, shocker, Justin, you surprised the nickel and dot. No, I'm not surprised, but it still makes me angry. Like you're paying enough. Uh, I just don't understand why. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why. Yeah, I I, I understand. It. I, I will accept it up to a point because such a great experience. Right. But there is definitely times you go to sit down to eat and you're like, fucking hey, why is this so fucking expensive? Like, right. Why does this right. cost so much? Like, I. Right. Oof, and, and we went out. Go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, we went out to eat after we got back, and it was uh, Beth, her dad, and my. So we went down with as a family. It was Beth and myself, and then her sister, our niece, and their dad. And uh, her sister and niece had to come back early. So her dad, her, Beth, and I all kicked around for a couple of days down there. And when we got back, so we were going out to eat. We got back and we went out to eat. And I'm like, my God. For three of us, our bills like a hundred dollars less just going out in Chicago, and we're getting arguably a better meal. Yeah, like, it's such a bummer. Well, that's the thing too. Is I was talking to Jill about this. Is um, my goal is to hold off having Natalie ever eat at a buffet for as long as possible. I was like, oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> As a as a a man who was raised on all you can eat buffets in the Midwest uh -huh. of America, I'm like I don't want my kid to ever go to that. Um, I said, you know, Jill said one of the few exceptions is Disney World, and I look back on some of that food, not all of it, but some of it was good because of what we were used to, which was fast food. You know, sure. we didn't have that much food, so when you go to a buffet at Disney, you're like, look at all, you can have <laughs> crab legs. <laughs> You can have all this stuff. They make waffles for you in the morning. You know, it's like, but when you go and you, it, it, you know, you've, this is going to sound like such a dick thing, but like when you've had good food, 
for a long period of time you go you're like it's okay it's fine yeah. it's a lot yeah. it's a lot to pay for you know yeah but you know it's not, okay you're not getting much like it's not it's not uh overly elevated food like they 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 charge it to you is as if you're going to Alinea in downtown Chicago. Yeah. Like, and for those of you who don't know, Alinea is one of those like two Michelin star restaurant where like they do co- like conceptual gastronomy, molecular, whatever. Like it's one of those places there. Sure. You know, you're walking in and you're like, cool, this is going to be a thing. I'm going to pay an exorbitant amount of money for this. They, they don't do that. It just nothing to make a Disney is worth is is actually worth the amount of money they're charging you yeah slotty says oh look at uh, mr fancy i don't exclusively eat food kept warm in a metal tray for hours on end yeah right jill standards jill maybe i I think i think i told this on the podcast but just the shit my mom would let me do at buffets like the concoctions it may seem like she let me put my dick in in like you know the the salad or something no but like I think I said this, but you know, Jill's like, what was that gross thing you used to eat at Golden Corral? I would get spaghetti noodles who had been sitting in water under a hot plate forever. So they're incredibly mushy. Just grab those, put them down. And I would put, go to the, the taco station and put nacho cheese over, over these noodles. And then I would eat the noodles. Mac and and cheese, baby. Yeah. I was like, and my mom would just let me do it. Right. Who lets a kid put nacho cheese on spaghetti like what what are we <laughs> what are we doing here like that really is gross like when you th- <laughs> like you should at, the, at minimum she should have looked at you and just gone yeah and just shamed you just a little bit just a little bit well it's just funny when you know she used to be like you know your dad has a real issue with food i'm like well look what you let me eat you know shocker yeah look what you let me eat i mean <laughs> I'm I'm no different, and it's I'm still at 38 trying to break these habits, man. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do They're, a better job. <laughs> fucking life, man. They they it, those habits stick with you for life. And I'm they just really are hard to break. I'm just thrilled because I'm thinking about the stuff that Natalie eats. Like I ask her every day, I'm like, hey, what'd you have for breakfast? What'd you have for have for lunch? And she just gets this variety of stuff, and some of it she likes, and some of it she doesn't. I'm like, that's totally cool. She's but trying it though. I make her food like I make her dinner. Like I'll give her broccoli and like maybe a little bit of steak and like a fruit, and she always eats her broccoli first. And I'm just like, it's my girl. It's my girl. You're doing. Yeah. You're not gonna have dad's problems. <laughs> Yes. You're not going to have dad's problems. Not I'm yet. making a better life for you. I'm trying. At least with the food, you'll have a better start, man. Yeah, it gets harder as you get yeah. older. God damn, man. I've struggled with yeah. that. Because that's the thing is I a part of me always knew. Um, it's weird. I had this one line from, what was it? Uh, I don't know. It was, like the, it was the movie where the kid inherited the cubs from his grandfather or whatever. Oh. Uh, whatever it's called. I want to say Mr. Big League. I don't know if that's it or not, but. Let's go with that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. But yeah. there's a part in that movie where the grandfather's having a meal with his, you know, daughter and his grandson, and he's like giving him two ice cream sundays. And, and the kid's mom's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Eat as much as you can, because at some point you can't have them." And I held on to that mentality until March second of this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of you're not going to be able to eat it all the time. I remember someone telling me, hey, at some point, man, uh, whew, cheese is really going to wreck you. I was like, fuck that. Put double cheese on mine because right. I want to eat that. I want to eat that right. stuff. And now I'm like, you just got to be small doses, Doug. Small yeah. doses. 
Don't go I've noticed all in. things. I've noticed things change. Like like red meat. If I eat like if I go out for steak, uh, it it the, red meat acts very different in my body than it used to, and I, it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer to me. Red meat's uh, still a okay with me. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I still will eat the shit out of it. <laughs> I just know that, like, I feel you know the person I feel bad for is Beth. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one who gets. I feel the bad for my family in general. Like I just, just in general, yeah. All day, man. The <laughs> the gas that comes out of my body is wretched. Just it is just Yeah. It's Yeah. I mean the fact that Natalie will be like, Dad, please don't fart. Like that's what she she goes, Promise me you won't fart. I'm like, I'm not gonna make a promise I can't keep, child. Like I just right. won't do it. You I know I won't do that to you, little one. Yeah, I won't. I won't yeah. do that. But, uh, uh, the other place in um, Hollywood that when you guys go back down is uh, Toy Story Land. And uh, apparently hmm. it's I guess it's newer. I don't remember it being there, but uh, like everyone was talking about it as if it was n- newer. I don't know how long it's been there, but man, they did a great job with that section of the park. I think the last I knew they were adding like the Slinky Dog roller coaster, which I didn't think had okay. existed the last time. But I got on like the the 3D ride, like the shooter game, which was super yeah, fun yeah. and, and whatnot. Awesome. That yeah. is so much fun. Jill and I always yeah. get super competitive between that and Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. But I feel like the Toy Story one's way, way more fun. So that one's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah super the cool. um I the one the one other story I do have which I thought was hysterical because I've never seen this happen before. So we there you have to have the masks on indoors and in line right and and we stands to reason on the rides too because you got them in line you're not just going to get on the ride and then take them off right so we're at animal kingdom and i don't know that i've i think this is the first time i ever went to animal kingdom so really uh, yeah i, I had huh. never been there before <clears throat> um so we went on pandora and that was fucking amazing and we went on a whole bunch of other stuff look i'm not supporting the movie but the ride was incredible i uh, i i'm thinking back to when it was a 240 minute wait for ooh. for the river ride and we had river ride there was like a, a river ride animatronic ride there oh, and I, we had fast passes for it and we went on it i was like that's it people were waiting 240 minutes for this this is basically an updated version of the jungle cruise like (laughs) yeah why and i know it's like the flight of the banshee or whatever i'm like i'm good i don't need to ride that i'm fine thanks but like i would i recommend doing it because it's again it's one of those like ar or uh, at epcot have you ever been on um soren yeah it's it's similar in concept to that but much more like action oriented yeah action yeah Anyway, we went on that. It was cool, yada, yada. So my, we were there with, like I said, my niece. She's 17. She was very into riding. She does Disney very different than we normally do Disney. Beth and I will resort hop. We won't go to the parks, and we'll just relax. And it, it's, it, This one was very ride-focused. So I was like, youth is exhausting, but this is fun. I was like, I'm in, I'm in for it. Let's fucking do it. So she plotted out on the maps. She got us to Everest right at oh. open. She was like, we got to go here first. I'm like, great. We're going there first. We got on. It was a super short wait. Like I think 20 minutes or something. We got up there. Masks are on. We get on. I've never been on Everest because I've never been to this before. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. I'm great like, this ride. is so great. <clears throat> at some point in the ride, my sister-in-law took her mask down, right? Now, mind you, we are... It is an outside ride. You're traveling at like 50 miles an hour. 
Uh, you're not standing next to anyone. You're she was in there with her daughter with our niece. So like she took her mask down as we're on this ride. It had it so happened that she had taken it down right when the picture got snapped. <clears throat> we pull in, we get done, and the bars pop up. They stand up and step out. And I'm not talking. It was a millisecond after their foot hit the thing. There was a worker right there in her face. And she was like, ma'am, you're supposed to keep your mask on the entire ride. Because of this, you and everyone in your party can't buy their pictures. You need to learn to keep your. She's just. Whoa. Whoa. Like, next to screaming at her. And I'm like, <laughs> all of us were like, what? <laughs> What's wow. We're like, we're like, it's like nine 30 in the morning. You just opened. Let's all just take a breath. Like you could reprimand us, but be like, Hey, look, we're going to, we've asked you to keep your mask on because of this. You're not going to be able to get your pictures. And we, we respectfully ask you, yada, yada. But she came at us as if it were like six o'clock at night. She'd been in the sun all day. She dealt with assholes nonstop of, you know, like, but this was 930 in the morning. This is like one of the first groups to go on this ride. I've never seen a Disney worker yell at someone before. I wonder. Dare I, I say accost someone. Before. Yeah. I was like, that's very unlike them. Karen, but yeah. right. I, I think that's very unlike them. But I also am thinking. How many assholes have they dealt with? Day in sure. and yeah. day out. Totally was not necessary in this situation. I was waiting for you to be like, and she's still in jail. Like, you know, my <laughs> sister-in-law. So she called back and clocked her. My sister-in-law. I mean, they took her to Disney jail. Like, right. the Disney snipers came out. We always used to joke <laughs> that there's Disney snipers. Like, if I'm anything, sure if there's anything unnatural happening, it's just like, yeah. you see a little red dot and then like either a dart goes into your neck. You're like, oh, and then like some a parade just happens to come out at that time. The person gets swept <laughs> into their underground labyrinths. <laughs> They're like, no, no, Disney snipers won't let that happen. <laughs> we just always joke about that. I love that concept that all of a sudden they've got a parade on the ready yeah. for whenever they need to just sweep someone. They're like, we've got a Bibby Bobby That's Boo good. in progress. Let's go. And they're just like, oh, hey, it's a show. They just bring out like a cart and stuff like that. Person falls in the bushes. They drag them down into the depths. You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was bizarre. Like there's part of me that they like, and of course, once you leave, you're just like, oh, here's all the things I should have said. But like, yeah. it should have just been as simple as like, I didn't want the picture anyway. Mm -hmm. like, we weren't, you you and your whole, everyone in your party can't buy their picture now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. I love it. Sand people. Like if it's in, if it's at uh, Galaxy's Edge, oh. like sand people just come out and like, <laughs> like, oh, cool. Or like the first order comes marching and all of a sudden they just disappear. Like they, <laughs> they grab the people. <laughs> Which is hilarious. They just see you, yeah, wheeling someone in carbonite, and yeah, look at me and go, no mask, <laughs> no mask. <laughs> they put him in carbonite. <laughs> like all the smoke comes out and everything. They're like no mask, <laughs> no mask. And my brother Everyone puts their mask on. My brother said one of the last times he went, he went with some of his um, teacher friends, and they went there, and they they there were some of like the first order troops, and one of the guys was like, these aren't the whatever you're looking for. They're like, oh. Look what we got over here. And they started like talking shit to him, like in, in character, giving a real hard time. And like, we've seen that one before. Like they just gave him like a real, <laughs> like they have that stuff. Prepped. Like that's like, 
Ed DeBevick level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They I were so that. ready for it. And, and I've seen some footage of people there and like they see people with cameras like, watch out for this one. Yeah, like keep an eye on this one. It's, you know, they just really, yeah. I appreciate the role play and the, the immersion yeah. they put people in. Well, I, I was uh, not to give too much about the ride away, but when we were on Rise of the Resistance, so you, you're part of the resistance and you get taken to the ship and it's supposed to go make this important information drop but you get uh, taken by a star destroyer and you get boarded by the first order. And so at some point your ship docks and it feels like you're docking and then the doors open and a first order trooper walks on and he's like, you know, this ship is now under the command of the first order, you know, please exit uh, and proceed to the yada yada for processing and interrogation. And no one moved. And he goes, that means now, like, <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, we are actually getting out. And so we walked out. And I, again, I'm not going to spoil the visuals because yeah. it will fucking blow your mind. But we're taken into this these processing lines where you're divided up and supposed to go into a room for interrogation. And as you're standing on these lines, they basically have drill sergeants who are roasting you the whole time. And yeah. they're like, you know, what color line are you standing on? You're like, orange. Can you remember that when you get into the room? <laughs> Because it doesn't look like you can rebellion scum or rebel scum. And, like, Those are the things just, I've always loved about Disney. Like yeah. they just their ability just to, especially at Hollywood studios, like they'll have people set up and just do improv. Like they, That's, I never knew that there was a, they, they would all throughout the day. They have people that come out and they basically say, um, they do like some of those old improv games, like a uh, hundred light bulbs walk into a bar. And like, they just, they do that. And they like have competitions. Yeah. There were old timey clothes and they're having a competition and the people clapping decide who the winner is. And there's one incredible. time a guy like had a red carpet out and he was like with two other people and as people would walk by, he'd look at him and he would just be like, like, he'd see me he goes, Oh my God, everybody. Drew Carey is here. Drew, come talk to us. Come to, he had a, microphone he's like drew tell us what it's like being on whose line is it anyway and he would just he would yeah. just do that to people like and it was amazing it was i sat there and That's watched fantastic. it and it was it was, it was like christina aguilera oh please come sing us something real quick just sing us a quick note and just <laughs> for 15 minutes they'd be out there doing that stuff yeah. and just, just pimping out the, the oh, yeah. crowd and everything oh I yeah that. it was so much fun and i i love that atmosphere of disney of like they get you in that spirit like yeah. even if you're curmudgeon and grumpy or you feel like oh this is dumb within no time at all you're you're in it like you're you're yeah. in that like you get on that property and everyone is the same way everyone is is treating you in that in that way except for that lady yeah. at uh, expedition that everest fucking lady at the everest I don't oh know what. expedition everest uh, yikes giggity, giggity. Oh, wow. well that's awesome dude i'm so happy you yeah. went i was living I was going to pull a Chris Cocker and be like, so where'd you go yesterday? And then when you said something, I'm like, did you go here? Did you do this? How about this? Did you stay for fireworks? I know they're closed. They don't have them right now. But what if? Would you stay they if do. you could? Oh, they do have them. All right. They do have them. We actually, oh, man. we. I, I feel like we're just, this is like watching someone's, our audience right now, this is like watching someone's slideshow of pictures on vacation. And they're like, cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I apologize to everyone. I don't. Uh, no, we found uh, we went to the Grand Floridian one night right before we we went home. We went to grab like a drink or something. And then we were walking around and I didn't realize they have this section at the Grand Floridian that just opens up across the lake mm. and Magic Kingdom's right there. And it is positioned perfectly for where the fireworks are. Impressive. And so everyone. So we stood there and we watched the fireworks. It was fucking amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. When Jill and I got married, um, our 
we got married on the, there's a gazebo over by the uh, ESPN zone. Um, that's where we got married. And then we, uh, there's like a little place called the attic over, I think, on the boardwalk. And there's this little balcony area and it overlooks. And when they do fireworks at Epcot, it's like the perfect, like during the wedding reception, we just like, oh, cool, yeah. fireworks. So we just watched that's it, which was awesome. really, really cool. Yeah. Was the, is the attic something private over there? I, I think it's a place you rent out. It's, you do it, rent it up. Okay. Yeah, which was really cool. Just small little spot yeah. for us. It was it was really fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So which was really good. I'm glad you got to go, man. You 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 were long overdue for a vacation for a Disney, you know. Oh, getting some good, Disney man. pumped in you, you know? Yeah. Get that get that old Disney pump. Yeah. Pump pump. Yeah. Now just get let out. that mouse get behind you and just pump in the Disney. That's right. Oh, like, oh. oh, you don't have to go. Stay a little bit longer. Oh, boy. This mm-hmm. is gonna feel good. Lemon Roll says, I've never been to Disney, so as you describe what's going on, it's pinning a picture. I'm sure it's just fragments, and it's interesting. But uh, I'll tell you this much. If you've never been, hands down, the cleanest a music part you will ever go to. That's true. It is unbelievably clean. Bathrooms, just, it's it's so, so clean. And one of my favorite stories about that was just Walt Disney... um, was a keen observer of humans and he would just watch what they would do. And um, he noticed that most of the time when people have garbage, they would walk about 20 feet before just chucking it. So oh, interesting. He, in all the parks, you'll see garbage cans about every 20 feet because That's which makes sense because it gives people an opportunity to take care of that themselves. And they will most yeah. of the time do that. And right. you know, the crews are meticulous. I mean, look at Chicago. There's maybe one every block if you're lucky and you yep. get there and they're chock full it's like cool what do people do they just chuck their shit which is not cool but that's you know that's what they do it's, it's what they do yeah but yeah it's so clean i've never been to a place where i'm like wow this is just unbelievably clean and it makes me yeah. feel really good and i don't feel gross going into a bathroom and being like wow there's piss everywhere you know right because that's how it is yeah yeah there's nothing worse than we're at the grocery store and i was like dad i have to go to the bathroom I'm like fuck I'm like, can you hold it? She's like, no. I'm like, God. All right, let's go. Or the Forever worst. Unclean. We're at the playground and we have to use the porta potties. I'm like, oh. let's go in this hot den of poop and let's. Uh, and she goes in and she's kind of like this. I'm this like, hot den of poop. She's like, that's my new comedy album, Hot Den of Poop. She's kind of looking at it. I'm like, yeah, you have to go. Right. Let's. This I'm in here me. with you. So yeah. let's do this. Disney oh feels God. like just, a distant dream. It costs yeah. so much to get the U.S. and the money to stay. Oh yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. If you're no, it's wait till they uh, or just take a you guys take a boat over to uh, Disney Tokyo. Yeah, there you go. Right? Or yeah. is it Tokyo Disney Japan? Tokyo yeah. Disney, I think. Tokyo Disney. Yeah, you guys are close there. Just could pop up there. <laughs> so right? he has four horror stories about taking his daughter to the bathroom in public. Can't wait to hear those. That'll be great. Yeah. I've been to the one um, in Paris, actually. I've been to really? that. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, studying abroad, we were in Paris. I made a I made a day trip over there. It was it was very fun. I had a good time. Nice. See, enjoyable. now you can say you've been there. Mm-hmm. I have. How nice is that? You Ta-da. know, just talking about Disney, it's uh, we're showing some signs of being fucking wet. Right. Because it's so hot. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I get excited about being there. So, either way. Bingo! Bingo! Moving on, gang! Spoilers. Get get your spoilers ready because Justin and I watched Suicide Squad. Ooh, 
did we ever and if you haven't watched suicide squad just know there's probably gonna be some spoilers here so ta-da for what i'm out jared I'm that's right you jared. don't have hbo jared doesn't have hbo max right then you'll never see it so relax it's just in theaters here. it's in theaters right now right yeah he loves to go to the theaters so but more importantly which i thought was interesting is um there's this uh article in variety that said why the suicide squad stumbled at the box office um according because of covid moving on the next yeah apparently uh it did overall i think over three days it did 72 million dollars uh and apparently the studio spent 185 million to produce the film and at least 100 million more to, for, to promote um mm -hmm. but i also um this doesn't seem super complicated um like justin said covid Obviously, in the Delta variant is rampaging across mm -hmm. most places. So, uh, what what little oomph and vigor there was to get into said uh, movie theaters, and now I think is stunted in that regard. And plus, it's released on HBO Max same day. I guess the thing that I am confused about is why people. I'm confused at why everyone is confused. Yeah. I don't understand what they don't understand about this. Yeah. You, you've got a global pandemic that has shut the world down for a year and a half. You're having a surge of a new variant and people don't want to go sit in a room with a bunch of other people for two and a half hours and, and just be there. A, B, you've also released it onto a streaming service for free and people can just stay like i you've got two things that are working against you how are you surprised that it's oh my god we spent 185 million dollars on this thing and then another hundred to fucking promote it now we don't have our money back yeah is that a shocker to anyone really yeah yeah we'll we'll keep it spoiler light for you jared oh, so King shark eats everybody done sorry <laughs> everyone he's the only survivor he's actually the megalodon he eats the earth yeah the end. That's true. And there's space vampires. Yep. And he eats them too. He does. He's the then ultimate he becomes space vampire king shark. He's the apex predator. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson had a moan because yeah we yeah we talked about that and she didn't get enough money from it and uh, megalodon yeah exactly. Um, what I that I don't know his name in college <laughs> megalodon. Yep. I uh, yeah I think what's interesting for me um, what I liked most about this article was uh, one of the people said that um, marketing for this movie based on its um, where it was headed like to, to whatever it was was a nightmare trying to figure out how to <laughs> how to market oh, this because it's like they didn't know which way they were going to go it's like are you trying to get people to go to theaters are you trying to get people to go to streaming also sure. there's another movie that came out in 2016 by the same name how Similar you know our name yeah sorry yeah exactly this is the Suicide Squad 2021 versus the Suicide Squad 2016. It's the Suicide Squad versus Suicide Squad. There we go. There we go. The article makes all the difference. And um, because this one is the Suicide Squad, the other one, as far as I'm concerned, never happened. Yeah. And that's canon. Exactly. And also this one's R-rated versus the other one that was PG-13. And, and thank fucking God it was. Yeah. It, it made needed it. it. Made it all the new, all the more enjoyable. Right. Um, it's like Logan. Exactly. It needed to be that. 
Exactly. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I this is kind of going back onto the movie theater thing. Like I, I, when I, I love going to the theaters, man. But if, if these theaters don't adapt to what consumers want yeah. in the current situation, the because like so many mm -hmm. things, um, lemon roll, dude, it's 3am. Go to bed, man. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you. Wait, You're the where's best. Limited from? It's from the UK. Oh, oh, that's why I said Paris. Got it. Cool. God, God bless you, sir. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope, Sleep I well. I hope you dream of us. Yes, because we dream of you. Um, but the pandemic has exposed a lot of things to the just what's it's, it's shaking everything up. We've talked about this before, like yeah. work styles, light, what you do in, in the world, like work life balance, things like that. This is no different. People are used to the comfort of their homes now for over a year. Right. Like over a year, we've been in this mode of be at home, entertain ourselves. And while I don't want to see all the movie theaters go away, I think it's absolutely absurd to think that we're ever going to go back to quote unquote normal. I, we're not going to see a $2 billion like movie it, weekend, like not anytime it, soon. No, I mean, I think it'll be at least at least five plus years before we start seeing the the like avengers level box office numbers again yeah it's it's and i think because part of this sucks is because this movie was i'm saying i'm saying that based on my extensive research into of course this you know you know what's going on yeah. you've seen you've done the numbers but That's like it. you know i lost my train of thought um it'll come Choo 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 choo. We're talking about uh, seeing the the numbers return to the box office. Uh, mm -hmm. box, uh, movie theaters need to get in line. We've gotten comfortable being at home. Yeah, <clears throat> just overall, I, I it frustrates me when I see like the head of the theater complexes of America or whatever, or just like they're grumpy about the streaming stuff. And you know, part of this is that Suicide Squad was shot and filmed before. Or at least mm -hmm. in process of all this sort of stuff. So similar to um, Scarlett Johansson, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, this film was set to release when the pandemic happened. And while that's different, in which Disney easily could have just renegotiated, but didn't, uh, her yeah. contract. The situation too, where I'm like, look, man, these are, these uh, these film companies, they just can't sit on these movies, man. No. Like they need to get them out. And I don't know how much money they're losing. Getting this stuff on HBO Max. I have no idea. I, I mean, they have to be eating a giant bag of dicks uh, as far as that stuff goes. But as a consumer, for me personally, it's fucking awesome. I was so excited that Suicide Squad was on HBO Max on Friday. I watched it. Yeah. I watched yeah. half of it then and then half of it on Saturday morning. It was the best. I was like, this is amazing. I like that it's yeah. limited, too. I feel like you can watch it for a month. Personally, right. I'd be okay if they wanted to have that and be like, it's available for two weeks if they wanted well, to do the that. The thing is, it will come back because Judas and the Black Messiah came out on HBO Max and theaters that did the day and date thing earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And I think it was I think it was January or February. And I had missed the window. And now it's back on HBO. Yeah. So like they'll 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 have it for a month. They'll take it away. It'll do the rest of its theater run. But then it will come back a couple months later. So, yeah, like, it, it's a it's a really nice if you want to see it right away. You've got that window. And then it's gone, and then it can come back. And I, I really do think this benefits the consumer. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I think the most profitable way is to do a theater release. 
I mean, that that makes Absolutely. the most sense. But also, I mean, what's to stop someone from, I don't know, like Warner Brothers making their own platform, have their movies be available, you know, the day of release, like in theaters and through their, you know what I mean? Like that would be excessive, yeah. but they're partnering with places like HBO Max and stuff like that. But what's to stop them from just straight up being like, head over to WarnerBrothers.com. Well, Time Warner just. Unless they're, of course, just purchasing these things. And it's like how Disney uh, owns Hulu yeah. and, you know, Disney Plus, And it's yeah. like, yeah, I can't you know. remember. But there was that whole thing about how uh, AT&T sold. Was it Warner? But still, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I thought Warner and HBO were 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 intertwined as far as companies go. They yeah. either they one owns the other or at there's a parent company that owns both. Regardless, I think yeah. HBO's like their bread and butter. I think Warner's bread and butter is HBO at this. Yeah. Point. So essentially, yeah. they are connected, so they don't need to have their own separate thing. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't know where the revenue comes from because they talked about how like subscriptions don't necessarily increase or whatever. So I don't know financially. I can't imagine it makes sense. But as a consumer yeah. of this content, I'm a fan, man. Like I love going to the movie theater because I love the yeah. sound. I love the, the 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 quality of the picture. Like it's 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 great. Just don't like the other people, man. I really don't. I don't like the other people that are there. Yeah. Um, they ruin the experience for me more often than not. And I'd prefer to be in the comfort of my own home, uh, watching this movie. Like, and I never yeah. thought I would say this. Like it, five years ago, if you told me I was watching. Suicide Squad on two separate days in two separate mm -hmm. situations, I'd been like, "What the on fuck the day is it came out?" Yeah, on the what the fuck is not in a theater? Like, what is wrong yeah. with you? That's sacrilege. But it's also <laughs> just that's how I watch shit these days. Is I don't get yeah. I the I do not have an opportunity to sit on and watch an entire movie in one sitting. I just don't. It's just it yeah. doesn't happen. So I watch it piecemeal, and I'm actually like, I'm okay. I'm it works. It's not ideal, yeah. but it works. Like I I make it happen. I'm used to it now. So. I, I take pieces of it that I can watch and I, I move on. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's inc incredibly convenient for me. And I enjoy being able to do that without having to leave the comfort of my own. Like, yeah, I have a pretty good setup at my house. Now I got a sound bar. I got a new TV. Like yeah. I'm good, man. Like I don't need to go to the theater. Like I just don't, you know, and I'm happy you, to pay a premium on that too. Sure. Have you ever paid for the, uh, any of the Disney plus, uh, premium like with black widow did you pay I actually haven't see seen or? black widow yet okay i just didn't have the desire to see it yet okay like i want to see it but i'm like yeah i don't know if i want to pay 30 bucks for it you know right yeah i'll see it at some point but i if yeah. you if you want to there's a, a podcast i've referenced on here before and i've sent to you and slotty as well uh it's called the business with kim masters um it's uh it, it's about the entertainment business Kim Masters is of the Hollywood Reporter, and uh, she uh, she has this podcast where at the beginning they do something called the banter for about five to seven minutes, and then the rest of the podcast is an interview with someone. And in that banter section, she and her her guy Matt Bellany that she banter's with really take apart and look at certain things. And they've talked about like these streaming these day and date deals. They've talked about uh, uh, a lot of the a lot of how where where things are going in the entertainment industry as far as consumption goes and they offer some interesting insight and then on this last week's one she had Jason Blum on from Blumhouse Productions and um he is just a fascinating person to listen to 
because uh, I mean, talk about someone who knows the industry inside and out, who has seen wild success and has done these deals and knows both sides of them. Uh, he offered some really interesting insight. He was on a year ago at the beginning of the pandemic, and then he was on again this week. I would strongly recommend if anyone is interested in getting an insider's perspective on how streaming works, how the profits work, how 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 all of this is shaking out, go look up those two episodes of The Business with Jason Blum. It's very, very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Because Bloomhouse does a lot of does a lot of unique things. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing. And I mean going back to theaters too, like I know there's the what is it the place in uh, in Texas was it in Austin that has like the, the the something draft house or ale house or something like that where you can get oh, some the food. Alamo draft house that's yeah. what it is like you know I think some of those places will hopefully survive but you know I don't want to shit on a company but like the AMC's of the world <clears throat> you know or whatever these guys that yeah. are just you know I don't want to see anyone lose their jobs or whatever but I'm like again I just want to say to those organizations as Doug. Doug, nobody here. Um, right. Fucking catch up with the times. Like, you got to adjust your business model and you got to make this work because your consumers, it reminds me a lot of the music business around the year 2000. Mm -hmm. People want something. Right. They want it a certain way. And either you're going to get on board with that or you're going to sink. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Those are your options. And I hate to say the days that the movie theater are gone, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be a profit and guess that but i'm like people are very comfortable with staying home and paying a premium to watch stuff in their house just like Absolutely. in the workforce where someone was a remote worker was kind of weird before and kind of unusual everyone's doing it now right. so and exactly. people want that to stay that's yeah people are like i'll take a pay cut to stay stay working from home so absolutely they need to again i'm just reading stuff but most of the time when i read a quote what i hear is that's what I hear. That's what I imagine. I imagine they're like wiping away their tears and sniffling as they're like, and then it was reported that they're also in addition to COVID-19, um, it's streaming on HBO Max in the same day. And it's like, you know, people aren't coming to the theaters. And I'm just like, no shit. No shit. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Like what uh, I just Well, the uh, thing is it's not so you look at the streaming services that have come out in the last year, right? Or in the last two like you've got uh HBO Max dropped very recently. I think it dropped didn't HBO Max drop just before Wonder Woman came out early last Yeah, it's definitely before year? Wonder Woman and all that sort of stuff because I think that's when they made the they made the announcement that all of their 2021 yeah. stuff was going to be released on HBO Max. But you've got Peacock, you've got uh, uh, Paramount Plus, you've got like all some of the newer ones that you've seen come out. Quibi. Qu right, guys, let's talk about Quibi, can we? Let's take the next two hours and really dissect what happened there. No, I look at all the ones that have just come out and you look at that and go, this is not... These companies didn't just go in the last year ago, oh, we need to get on the streaming train. This has been in the works for a long time. People have seen the streaming trend coming down the pipe and they're like, okay, we need to start development on our own thing because we're going to need it. And that's what, that's what forecasters do. That's why you have people who look at trends in an industry and then they set your company on the course to meet that trend when it starts to peak. These 
companies like AMC and stuff needed to have seen this trend. And I, you don't tell me that no one had that conversation with them. No one clued them in that this was coming. If they like, if they had embraced it, they could have probably saved a lot of their original business model as well as gotten a hefty chunk of the new business model. And now, like you said, all you hear is yep. like, that's it. Every time you read an article and you're like, guys, you saw this. You needed to have seen this coming. Well, it's like now you're, I'm you're, you're supposed to be better than this. And now I'm seeing that they're like, and now AMC is working on their own stream platform. I'm like, you're kind of late, guys. Kind of late to the game. Like now I will specifically say fuck that based yeah. off of how much of a fit they've thrown. Again, it's it's it was like when Napster came out. I mean, these music labels and companies were researching this and they developed their own ability to purchase stuff online and they were like, nah. And they just canned it. And then right. Look what happened. I mean, this 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 is the same situation. There's been a catalyst here, and I don't think there's any there's no going back. Like this is this is a lot. Some of it will, right? I don't think all movie theaters will be gone forever. No, there's not going to be as many as there were. I just, I just think that, you know, I feel like somebody came on your show like 16 months ago and suggested that, and then wrote a blog piece about it. Some smart guy, whoever that was. <laughs> <laughs> probably you're probably he's right. dropping some breadcrumbs tonight i feel like yeah. he wants us to acknowledge something but i yeah. don't know what it is yeah it's yeah i don't know man i i'm when i look at this stuff i've never been in an industry that has seen something cataclysmic like this happen so it's sure. very easy for me to stand on the sidelines i just realized last night that i've been i worked at two organizations in two industries that have done very well in the pandemic I've not yeah. been a part of one that has been like, ah, so it's very easy for me to sit off the side and be like, fuck you guys. As they're like, Here's this is, you should have done. This is yeah. my livelihood. Uh, right. And it's like, it's no different than like blockbusters or family videos and things that just slowly were like, you've become outdated at this point. Like no one, yeah. no one needs you anymore. And I, right. I don't want to say that's entirely true for the movie theaters, but <clears throat> I don't think they should be surprised. If people don't show up and I don't what I also don't like is them lashing out at these movie companies because right. these movie companies objective is to get their shit in front of people and get them to pay for it. And the movie theaters are currently one portion of the pie on yeah. how to make that happen. And now I think their portion is significantly dropped. And as they look at these other streaming services that allow them to get their content in front of people, especially people who are willing to pay $30 to watch it like. I think that's going to be the future here. And these theaters got to figure something out. I think it's still mm -hmm. cool how you can rent out a theater for like a hundred bucks. I yeah. think that's awesome to watch something. Like, what a great idea. Get 20 right. people, 10 to 20 people right. and go do that. That's a viable option right there. You want to watch this shit on the big screen with your private, like a group of people fucking do people it. That you trust. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there, uh, I don't know. There's one other thing that I think people could have invested in if they really wanted to get ahead of the curve. And I look they're they're they are to blame if they did not see this trend emerging and if they did not invest in this thing, which is only going to become more and more wildly popular. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. Welcome to the throwdown. Oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, you just entered the throwdown. And oh, as wow. always, or not as always, as newly formed as deemed by the Council of Elders, mm. the Shadow Council 
of ta of throwdowns. I almost said takedown again. Uh, Justin, I don't know what we're about to walk into, but the the council has decided, and our contenders this week are Green Hornet versus Sherlock Holmes. All right. Good. Uh, good. I here's the thing. I don't know much about the Green Hornet. Neither do I. And I feel like this would be something that Tim Sasko would just be all over because he oh. knows Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Inside and out. He knows him in the biblical way. And I mean that with all due respect. All I know is that the Green Hornet had an Asian dude as a sidekick. Kato. Kato. And I only know that because I'm, I was uh, a massive Bruce Lee fan in high school. So I was like... But I never watched the, the show Green Hornet. <laughs> Doesn't have a list of I've abilities seen, here. Hmm. I've seen more of the film with Seth Rogen than I have of the actual <laughs> show. And I feel bad admitting that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, with the Green Hornet, I, I'm seeing skills and abilities, hand-to-hand -hand combat. And I don't know if this is supposed to be on a new line. Is this a hard return? It just says Expertise. expertise. And also, so what's the, what's the Black Beauty? Is that his gun? I feel like that's his car. You, you, you might be right. Because uh, I know he had a car that... I think his car was similar to the Batmobile, and it had... Like, it had shit in it. Like, someone pooped in it. <laughs> uh, so, according to the radio Kato series, the Green Hornet... Uh, is he was the grandnephew of John Reed, the Western hero known as the Lone Ranger? Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see here. For reasons never explained, he decided to take on another identity, <laughs> that of a criminal vigilante, the Green Hornet. That's cool. We never look at his motivations for why he decided to do this. Right. All right. Cool. It's like draft one of Batman right here. <laughs> Despite the reputation he intentionally created, his crimes are largely vigilantism and accessory to crimes with the intent of breaking them up. Jesus. He's assisted by his Japanese valet and sidekick, Kato, who wears a mask and is a master of the martial arts. Black Beauty is the car. Good job. Uh, the Green Hornet and Kato keep the Black Beauty near their shared apartment. Shared apartment. I thought this guy I'd was like wealthy. I'd like to explore more about what this relationship is. Right? Uh, let's see here. Wait, uh, doesn't uh, Sherlock originally share an apartment with uh, Watson? I think so. So is that is that why we're doing these two? Because they both share an apartment with the sidekick? That's a week. I don't know about that, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is, uh, I mean, based on the information that's presented here, I think this is a no-brainer. Well, or is it a brainer? I don't. I don't think. I because think it's Sherlock's brain is. You get it? <laughs> do you, yeah, do you get it. I get it. Because the thing. Do you get it? Because the thing here is like Sherlock Holmes, not only phenomenally intelligent, but also mm -hmm. uh, skilled in combat. Like right. the guy knows. He's got. He's he's. We, we know everything about what he's able to do, what he's able to think out and, and consider and everything like that. So tactically, he's going to figure shit out. Uh, mastery of planification. What's, what's planification? Plantification. 
it's the process of determining the activities required to achieve a desired goal. Basically, no, this is planet. This is planification. Oh, planning. Right, planning. It's the master. Basically, you're you're a master of planning. Process gotcha. of determining the activities. Are, yeah. So he's a master of planification. Yeah. Skill in right. combat. That's not a word. Uh, strength, gunmanship, musical talent. Like this guy. Yeah. I mean, smokes a pipe. Come on. Plays the violin. Right. I feel like. This is this is this is easy. This has got to be Sherlock Holmes through and through, regardless if it's spontaneous or otherwise. Even if spontaneous, right. he's going to logic well, his way seen, through a situation. Well, not only that, but we've seen uh, we've seen um, what's his name, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in in the movie. Yeah, we've seen him fight, and it, it doesn't matter. Like he has no time to plan those fights out, but in like a half a second, he can go. Okay, here's what I'm going to do based off of what I him seeing here and he just boom he executes it and that's it because he's a master of planification that's right he can plan <laughs> accordingly i am putting that on my resume and if you think i'm joking i'm not i'm slotty, not going on my resume slotty asked yeah. but does he have a car with guns no but here's the thing i think sherlock holmes could plan his way out of that he could yeah. logic his way out of that situation he could see like just based on what's happening he'd understand the most likely places they're going to shoot. He would dodge accordingly or head to a certain place where he would get full cover, which gives him plus five to his AC. So he could he dodge. Yeah. Like he would find a way to, to, to sort of way. I mean, cause he yeah. would take his umbrella. He would jam it into the gun barrel that would back up the bullets. And then they would start firing backwards through the vent. Yeah. Because also, are we saying that in this throwdown, like, the Green Horde just busts in with his fucking car? <laughs> like. Right. <laughs> and does he get to use, we're not, obviously, Kato's not a part of this. No. Kato and Watson are sitting out. It's the Green Hornet. Yeah. Versus Sherlock. Sherlock That's would whoop it. his ass in every Sherlock aspect of the. fucking womp. Yes. It would absolutely yeah. whoop his ass, without a doubt. This is it. It's yeah. Sherlock. Come on. He'd dunk on him. Yeah. Just, you're dead. You're dead. dead. You're dead. Get some. Get some. Yeah. Oh, that was lovely, Justin. So good to have you back. Good to be back, buddy. Yeah, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. So, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? TBB. TBB. Hmm? Hmm? Yes. Oh, speaking of T, Ted, Ted Lasso. I'm going to recommend Ted Lasso. Season two is out. And uh, or it's coming out slowly. It's being rolled out. So, uh, yeah, uh, get on that Ted Lasso train. Guys, it was nominated for like 20, 30 Emmys or different awards or something like that. I don't know. It won a fuck ton of awards. Everyone's giving it critical praise. I'm telling you, it's a fucking great show. You need to watch it. Go watch Ted Lasso. Also, I would strongly recommend The Suicide Squad because this is the movie that we deserved. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I will second that and also recommend the Suicide Squad. Um, and I want to dive into it more uh, another time and get into the details yeah. of it. I feel like it still might be. It's weird because it's probably time wise the best time to talk about it because it just right. came out. But I'm also like, I want to give people time to absorb it and then we'll get into it. I don't know. I don't like being the first one to talk about it, if that makes sense. The like, SEO uh, tickle is creeping up on yeah. Slotty right now, and he's like, "Guys, you need to talk about you it." Gotta talk about it, man. You gotta talk about the movie. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, know. I still want to. I, I don't know, but it's okay. Um, 
I think it's a great film. Uh, James Gunn absolutely killed it. You have a, an amazing cast. It's full of the perfect balance of humor, heart. Um, there's just underlying. It was acted so well. Just these underlying things that of emotion that exist. Yeah. There's a lot of surprise in it. You know, in situations, I don't know, man. It was it was great. I just it was very very entertaining, and it deserved all of the critical praise that it got. And I'll, I'll say this too. I was I wasn't sure how they were going to pull out, and I'm trying to talk carefully so I don't mm-hmm. give a lot away. I wasn't sure how they were going to pull off certain aspects of what they were setting up. Mm-hmm. And the first 15 minutes of this film answers that question yep. right away. Yep. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay, I'm in. Let's I had do the same this. thought. I was like, how are yep. they going to manage all this? And I'm like, cool. I, yeah. We got cool. it. We, we, right. we set the stakes well, immediately. Well like, yeah. This is a dangerous world we're playing in. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, you guys gotta go see it. Was, it was so good. It was so well done. Yeah, you guys definitely need to check it out. HBO Max, also in theaters now. So go do it. Go do that stuff. And while you're out doing stuff, please, please, please don't forget to follow MindGap on all your social medias at MindGap Podcast. Please check out our YouTube channel. Just search for MindGap Podcast there. We post all of our videos as well as clips and highlights from our shows and our streams. And please follow us on Twitch twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast come on over there click the like button turn on your notifications so you know when we go live on tuesdays at 8 p.m central saturdays at 8 p.m central for our video game live stream and uh come hang out with us we love doing this with people uh chatting with us Uh, yeah we love attention and we love people just in general hanging out with us so you know thank you for doing what you're doing so far and, and come join us and then justin too exists digitally that's right. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Pandora. Why the fuck not? Podbean, all the places <laughs> that you can find and consume uh, all your wonderful uh, casts of pods. And then while you're in the online realm, uh, oh, we'll do the thing. Share, subscribe, all that. We like those. And then... Uh, I'm guys, I've been off for a week. All right, I'm getting back into it. TwoEastEighth.com slash MindGap. And uh, just keep an eye on all of TwoEastEighth stuff because we've got things. Things. I had to do that little kind of plug last week and I failed. So there you go. You know, I watched it. It was wonderful. I, yeah. I was, yeah. I was, uh, I was wondering. I'm like, are you going to just put this on Noah to be like, and Noah, this is say your part. It. You do this. Yeah. This is the part you're supposed to do. I hope you read up in your lines. You son of a bitch. We wrote a script out for you and everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you all be out there. Be safe. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Take time for vacation. Take time for Disney. Make it happen. This podcast is not brought to you by Disney, but you should do it anyway. And with that being said, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all... Have a dandy fucking week.